What's going on, Success Judge listeners? Tyler McCart, episode 16, Obedience versus Success. This is going to be good. Here we go. So thank you so much, guys, for listening in. Uh, Tyler McCart coming at you live. Actually, I am obviously live, but uh, you might not be live. You are going to be listening to this either on a elliptical in the gym or maybe riding down the road or maybe getting ready in the morning or you're sitting at your office, uh, wherever you might be. Thank you so much again for listening uh, to me. I'm honored that uh, you would take the time to do that. So I want to jump right into the actual this episode. I got some uh, some feedback from some individuals that they just want me to jump into some things and maybe do my um, props or promotions or whatever. Uh, maybe at the end, I'm not 100% sure what I'll do with that. I will just see how things are or see how things unfold for me. But this one might actually be kind of short and sweet uh, for you. I don't want to belabor the points. I don't want to take up, you know, 20 minutes. I don't even I don't even think I need to take up 15 minutes. But the this episode, episode 16 is going to be all about obedience versus success and versus success. Now, I want to make a statement and obviously this will kind of set up everything uh, for us and we'll kind of go from there. And the statement that I want to make is God is more interested in your obedience than your success. Yep. God is more interested in your obedience than your success. I remember back whenever I was a, you know, young, young man, obviously, uh, fairly, fairly new in the Lord. Obviously I got saved at age nine and, you know, I, I was, you know, pretty on fire, little Christian, uh, young man. And I kind of progressed through there, but it wasn't until I turned 16, 17 years old that my life became radically, radically different where that all of a sudden Tyler Basically, you know, God was, you know, he was cool. He was somebody that I, you know, wanted to please. God was, you know, somebody that I was, you know, in awe of, you know, I'd go to church. I'd want to be a good, uh, good Christian. And, but one thing that kind of happened for me was I made God my God. Okay, I made God my God. I know that might be very subtle, but I made God my God. And that decision that I made back when I was 16, 17 years old, that I made God my God, I was going to follow God no matter what. I was more interested in what his opinion was of me versus what other people's opinions were of me. You know, you can look at different scriptures in the in the Bible uh, and see that. You know, you actually see in, in Paul, Paul the Apostle, you know, he actually said in, uh, what is it, um, I believe Philippians uh, 4, verse 19, it says, My God shall supply all of your need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. You know, 
he has made God his personal God. There's a major difference with that. You can look at the, um, you know, I'm not sure where it's at in the book of Ruth, but Ruth said in there in the very beginning, maybe it's chapter one, chapter two, but she says that I will make, you know, your God, my God. She was talking to, I believe, Naomi. She says, I will make your God, my God. And all of a sudden, everything changes when you do that. You have got to come to a point in your life where that you make God your God. It becomes personal, where that he is the only person, the only father that you want to please. And I go back to that opening statement of God is more interested in your obedience than your success. Now, so let's flash back to Tyler again, you know, me, I became very, very dogmatic with that because I wanted to please God almighty. And I started making some changes in my life. I remember very distinctly that, um, you know, I decided to separate myself from a lot of my friends in high school, right? I know I'm talking high school and I know that you might be here in, you know, the working world at your job at, you know, your employment, but you know, that is one step of you actually separating yourself from the, maybe the friends that do not make God their God because they're not interested in God or they might be somewhat interested in God, but they're never going to make God their personal God. Now, when you make God your personal God, all of a sudden the obedience kicks in. The obedience of wanting to do what he recommends you to do more than what anybody else you wants you to do becomes very real. And therefore, those friends or those people that you associated with all of a sudden become not as important of their opinion about you. When I was, I think I was about 17 years old, I made a decision not to go to a specific party that was happening with a whole bunch of my friends. And I decided to go instead to a basketball game uh, of my girlfriends. And as I went to that basketball game, I mean, it was monsoon weather to the hilt. I I mean, it was flash flood watch. People had their hazard lights blinking as I was driving down the interstate. You know, I was roughly maybe about 17 years old. I was scared as whatever, just driving down the road because it was just so much rain being dropped at that time. But back in good old Snellville, Georgia, all the friends that I had associated with, they decided to go to a specific party. And wouldn't you know it, that that party got busted by the cops. And a ton of my friends had to give community service because of that. Now, I decided not to go to that party because I knew that there was going to be drinking, there was going to be some alcohol going on, and it was not going to be a good environment. 
And it wasn't like I had this, you know, God just, you know, opened up the skies and said, Tyler, do not go to that party. No, it was just a, a sense inside of me, an inward knowing that I didn't need to go to that party. I needed to go to this event here. And because of that, all of a sudden it elevated me and it wasn't me. It was just this obedience. God was more interested in this. God knew what he was doing. It elevated me to a point where the, it springboarded me in my football coach's eyes to start to send me on leadership endeavors to Atlanta, Georgia and downtown Atlanta, Georgia, that only a select few of uh, high school athletes were selected from their high school to be sent. And I was one of those. And I literally became a different person just because of that one decision to obey versus doing whatever felt like led to do or go do the easy thing and be associated with those individuals. And that caused me to, because I was obedient, to become successful in my coach's eyes. It wasn't me trying to be successful. I was just obeying God. So, I can only say that obeying the Lord is way better and will put you in a way better light than any other light. I remember another instance that I'm just thinking about. I was, I believe I was 19 years old. I was, I was, had just come back from my freshman year of college and I went down to the altar on Sunday night and I got on my knees that night and I was just praying and it was a great, you know, service and everything in first Baptist Snellville. And I was down there and as I was praying, I felt the Lord tell me at the beginning of, uh, when I was praying, I just had this sense to save my money that I was working that summer. I had a job in a landscaping company that I was going to save all of my money to go on a mission trip for the following year and use all that money to go on that mission trip. Well, I saved up all that money. I think I made maybe $25,000, $3,000 that summer. Well, the mission trip I didn't know was going to take me over to England and Ireland and France and so forth. But here's what it did. You know what it did? I went over to that mission trip. I was able to pay for it pretty much the majority of the money. I think I only had to ask for maybe about five or, you know, $600, you know, of people to support me. But I went over to that mission trip and because the Lord told me to do that, that summer before I went over to that mission, over to in the mission field. And guess what? That's where I met my wife who I've been married to for the last going on, what, 12 years, almost 13. I call that awesome. I call that success. Thank goodness I listened and obeyed. And again, guys, I'm not trying to tell you that Tyler is something or Tyler is great. What I'm telling you is, man, obedience will birth success. And that's why God is so much more interested in your obedience than you being successful. You become an automatic. Actually, because you have the Lord Jesus Christ inside of you, you heard me talk about it with Joseph in Joseph 39 verse 2, that because the Lord was with Joseph, 
he was a successful and prosperous man. So just because he was with the Lord or the Lord was with him, he was automatically a successful and prosperous man. You don't have to try to be successful anymore. You're now just called to be obedient. And as you're obedient, I promise you, God will honor that obedience and you'll be promoted. You'll be successful. It might not make sense in the world's eyes. It might not make sense in those friends of yours' eyes. But I promise you this, you will be successful. You will come out on top. God will always make sure you're on top. He's your, your, he's, he's your father. You're his child. <laughs> what father does not want their child to come out on top? But you have to obey him first. There you have it, guys. God is more interested in your obedience than your success. And I promise you this. I mean, the world wants you to make sure you chase success. But trust me, it will always elude you. It's like chasing the wind. So make sure you make pursuing God and obeying God's will for your life your number one priority. Get in tune with listening to Him every single moment those simple promptings that still small voice inside of you every moment okay so hope this helps guys y'all have a great one appreciate you love you god bless you